Dimitri Morris here for another episode of Interviewing Influencers. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing pretty alright, you know. Done with college for the semester. Uh, I have this awesome opportunity to interview my good friend Blake Grigsby. Blake's out in LA. He is doing some pretty big things. His YouTube channel just hit 500,000 subscribers. He's been making videos for some time now. And, um, I've always wanted to sit down and talk with Blake, and uh, here's my opportunity to. And so, hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you want more information about interviewing influencers, be sure to hit up interviewinginfluencers.org, and then you'll find some more information. Be sure to enjoy this episode. And it is live. I am honored to be here with the one and only. I, there's seriously only one Blake Grigsby. Uh, the one and only Blake Grigsby. Uh, Blake is a true friend. We actually grew up in the same church. Um, the way I got to know Blake was because uh, I served in the band um, at several junior high camps. And he was doing funny videos and scaring the crap out of kids. And I was like, wow, what a guy. Like... <laughs> I got a shallow, shallow guy. Guaranteed. That's 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 kind of the spark as to how I got to know you, and then we connected more after that, I guess. And I always stayed up to date with your YouTube yeah. channel because well, thank you, thank you for that doing is that. awesome. But how are you doing, man? Seriously, like you're in LA right now. I am, I am, and it's sunny outside and nice. Uh, it's actually been raining a lot for the past couple of days. Uh, yeah. Um, to yesterday and a couple days before that, I think were been really really nice, and so it's it's great because I am from Chicago land area, and, and I went to school in Chicago, and uh, yeah. I'm so happy <laughs> that I'm not there anymore. Yeah, it's it was cold, dude. It's cold today, and it's like, gosh, it was literally like 50 <sighs> degrees outside. I hate. I feel like talking about weather is small talk, but like it sucks sometimes. Honestly, it, it, it really bonds people together. Yeah. Mainly because you actually physically have to huddle in Chicago to survive. Yeah. So you get closer to people, but. Totally. Dude, I want to hit this off right just to give everybody an idea as to what you do. I want to ask, what exactly do you do, Blake? Uh, well, I think what I'm most known for, at least at this moment of time, is uh, my social experiments. Some call them pranks. Uh, I think it's hard to call them pranks because – Pranks have such a bad name on YouTube now. Yeah. Uh, I was, I would say I was really early on in the social experiment world, you know, which was really crazy because it's amazing how many people like just copy me now. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that people are actually just copying what I've done. Like somebody was at um, San Monica Pier yesterday, right? Well, you were there and uh, they saw somebody with like a sign that's just like walking around just this be, be my Valentine. Like it's just the <laughs> same exact spot too that I don't It's like, come on boys. That's, that's funny. That's cool. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't actually bother me at all. And I think yeah. it's great because as long as what I do can serve as some inspiration to others to create their own things, that's phenomenal. Um, but it's, it's been a lot of fun trying to think of really original, um, relatively family friendly. I don't want to call them family friendly because that makes yeah. it sound watered down content but but something that everyone can take part in um something that like you know takes a slice of life and put an interesting spin on it 
Um, so that's kind of what I do on my channel. Totally. And you said your YouTube channel. What sparked your interest to you to do YouTube videos? Oh, geez. Well, I've always been a performer in some way, whether if it's been in person, you know, doing things like stand up or um, you know, theater and all that kind of stuff. I've always just loved that. And I've been learning how to do all the behind the camera stuff. And I did that for uh, a lot of people throughout my entire high school career. And then at, you know, the junior high camp thing that you, you met, oh, yeah. uh, that's kind of where I got my first really big video that trust fall attack video that's that funny. actually Brian Prunty thought of. Um, or, yeah. And, and then I think I just collaborated and built off that idea. And then we kind of just ran with the, the new version that we created and just made this silly, silly video and it kind of just blew up yeah. the internet on Tumblr specifically because it was actually ripped and then um, somebody re-uploaded it to Tumblr and then some people found my channel and then I could, got like 20,000 subscribers from that video probably and that's not even on the same channel that I have now. Yeah. That's the craziest part is that that's on an old channel um, and then just Throughout time, over the past three years, I think I've um, garnered around, I think it's around 480,000 subscribers. And the best part is now, if you Google "I'm desperate," I'm the first thing that comes up. <laughs> uh, that's my very sad but amazing claim to fame. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's funny. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so by starting a YouTube channel. What or who pushed you to continue investing time into getting better? Jeez. That's a good question. Uh, a lot of people and things just in general. I think, you know, one thing that pushes you is just your friends that are around you that are like, when are you going to make a new one? Like, it's, uh, we want to see what's next, you know? And I think there's something like that. Or your mom texting you going, is there a new video this Wednesday? Or is that like a thing this Wednesday? Or are you done? <laughs> so that moves you. Yeah. But also, what kind of motivates me is seeing the really crappy things that people make. <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I could do that. But also, on the internet, there's a lot of parallel thinking. And so yeah. there's a lot of ideas that I've had that I know. Like, I, and then I see on the internet a couple weeks later, and I'm like, ah, if I only shot it, if I only did it soon enough, yeah, I would have done it first. And totally. There's a lot of that. There's a whole lot of that. I mean, I have a Google Drive of over, I think, 437 concepts that aren't all fully fledged out, but just loose ideas that you know I end up every week deleting two or three because I find them on the internet. Yeah. Um, and so, it's it's amazing how originally you think you are. And of course, every time I see an idea, like there's a part of me goes, ah, dang it, I missed it. But I also go, somebody else thought of it, so it couldn't have been a good idea. Yeah. Uh, because it, two people have thought of it. Um, so there's kind of, it's kind of a race on the internet because the internet changes overnight and it changes like that. I mean, you could put one thing and then it goes viral and the next day it just stops. Um, it's actually very interesting to see what happens. And so I'm excited to see, you know, the stuff that we produce in the future and see how, you know, different types of things work out. Totally. And you said we produce, do you have like a team working with you? Well, it, I have to say we, because the internet to me is just, the best form of collaboration. Uh, it's, it's mainly me running the show right now. Uh, we're working on a few big projects coming up that we're you know, working with people, but uh, right now it's 
basically me kind of producing, editing, and doing all of that kind of work, and then the yeah. development of the idea and the scheduling um, and the directing, but I always have a camera operator. So I would have to be crazy to say it's just me, because I could not do it without the person holding the camera. And the person holding the camera and like, kiss me, I'm desperate, it was my close friend Dave Bondi um, from my high school, and we just went out to LA together for like a week. We actually went to LA and then flew to New York the next day and then flew back home. So we were only gone for the weekend because we're, we were insane. Now there's a reason people don't go to all the coasts, uh, in, in a week. <laughs> yeah. not as long as you think, but, uh, we made Kiss Me I'm Desperate there, which, you know, is, is just my biggest video right now. That blew up man. That's, that's good. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so next question I'd like to ask is how does it feel doing social experiments in public? Do you ever find this to, to be annoying or challenging? Um, every single time, <laughs> every time there's it, it, to different degrees there. Some of the ideas I do are very innocent and it's easy to do like me holding a sign or me walking my dog down the pier and letting people pet him. You know, it's, yeah. there's no social barrier to be broken there because it's all in the other person's power. What's really tough for me is to invade other people's space. Now, we usually write a like a set of rules going, we can do this, we can't do that. For example, I made a video called Sun Tan Lotion Girls. For some reason, it's some people's favorite video. It's one of my <laughs> leaks, but uh, it's when I just go up to girls asking if I can put suntan lotion on their body. But like when we were going into the idea we were like, we're not going to put suntan lotion on anyone because that's not the point of the video. And then it becomes kind of vaguely weird if it's actually, if someone goes, yeah, sure. And then I just walk away. That's what I did. I, we had like three or four girls go, yeah, sure, of course, go for it. And then we're just like, okay. And then we just walked away because like, that's not, <laughs> but it, like every single time until I got in the repetition and the pattern. What helps a lot is having a bigger crew or a group of friends with me, so I'm performing for them in the space. Yeah. I know that it's going to be uploaded later on the internet, and hopefully thousands of people see it, so I know that that's who I'm actually performing for, but when I'm in like face-to-face -face with one person, I don't do that in my day-to-day -day life yeah. unless there's a group of people there. Like I don't act weird unless it's a, like a, a group of friends or try to be entertaining for them. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like I require an audience, if you will to perform for. And sometimes I trick myself into going, no, it's for the internet. I can perform for them. But yeah. that immediate sense of, you know, people laughing or yeah. whatever. So I like some of my camera operators because I do laugh behind the camera and they tell me what is funny and what's working, what I should try to do differently. Uh, and so it's collaborative in that sense, but you know, it's, it's, it's difficult almost every yeah. single time. Totally. And I, by the way, I love the, uh, the Jaws video. Yeah. Um, yeah. The beach. I actually, I knew people that, like oh, you were part of the video, and I was like, oh, "Well, <laughs> yeah." Because I mean, that that video was easier because I had an entire brass orchestra to entertain, <laughs> you know. And we did, but the thing is that we do it so many times in the day, and then we edit the video later. Whenever yeah. we're shooting, it's never really funny when we're there. We have funny moments like that was great, that was so funny, and then it's like an hour goes by and nothing good happens. Yeah, it comes out in the editing. It really does, and a lot of people are forced to fake social experiments because when they're doing it, it's never really funny. And um, it's like you can shoot out a fake social experiment or a fake prank in an hour and a half, two hours at the most, where I spend six to eight hours a day 
unless of course I'm walking my dog down the pier and then we don't spend much time because he's yeah. pretty quickly uh, <laughs> such a ham. Um, but so there, there's kind of a line that you have to walk, but totally. Um, this is kind of, I kind of want to talk about you specifically and like your kind of recognition and sure. maybe, it may be weird. Sometimes people think like, uh, he's cocky, but no, no, any awards, any cool exposure. I kind of, okay. I vaguely remember in high school, you were on ABC, like, yeah, Night, I, I've, been or something. I've been on the news. I've been in newspaper. I like because I mean it's always based on the idea and then like what's going on. I I did an interview for Good Morning America. I remember that. Um, oh yeah. Oddly enough, I think I forgot about that for the longest time until like this Christmas. I was like, oh right, I did that here. here <laughs> whatever it was. Um. So the, I mean, I those those kind of things happen. Yeah. Uh, and it. I mean. It's it's great when it does, uh, but there's always I always feel like I could do something better. Yeah. I could I always feel like oh, but you know that idea was good, but I could I have a better idea that I know I could do better on, you know. And it's crazy because there's some ideas that I think are like really really great that don't get as much attention. For example, the one that we did together, the Air Band. Oh yeah, that was fun. You guys should go and watch because it's it's one of my favorite videos. We went to Union Station. We hit an entire band. And like this back room, and then set up all these air instruments that people played. And uh, Dimitri played bass. Oh, um, so much fun! Yeah, we had a uh, guitar and um, drums as well. And so people just jammed out with air instruments. And I think it only had maybe fifty thousand, maybe a hundred thousand. I'm not even sure. Six, I think it was sixty-six thousand. Was it when you last checked? You probably check it more than me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just. I want to find out. Yeah. 69,583 views. I have it bookmarked. Yeah, um, I have it liked and favorited and all that. Okay, yeah. that's what it looks like. So it's it's really doesn't have that many views. I mean, it has a lot. Like, don't get me wrong, but 69,000 is a lot of views. But it's not, you know, compared to, like, the Kids Man Desperate video, which might have 30 million. So it's hard to kind of set your, your view of what success is. And so whenever I'm recognized for something, I ride the wave and I do as much press and interviews as I can. I mean, I was doing uh, radio shows at like 2 a.m. Uh, just because they were like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, sure. A 2 a.m. radio <laughs> show? Yeah. It's like my mom tries to listen or watch or hear everything I'm doing, but she's like, I'm not, I'm not staying up for that one. No. <laughs> like, I, I don't blame you. Uh, I barely will stay up for it. But yeah. I in this space. Uh, so there's, I mean, I don't know if there's anything specific that was recent uh, I think there'll be a lot of recognition, if you will, and, and buzz around the projects that we're doing very soon, because uh, they're much there's they're much much bigger, um, and the different type of recognition, like you know more like festivals and um, like you know awards for the actual product, which I I, I can say as cocky as I want because I'm not the department that would be winning the award. It would yeah. be cinematography or whatever, like what other people are doing would win, um, and I, I'm. I'm not super confident, but I think that we have a really good chance to be nominated in a lot of categories for upcoming projects. So totally. I'm really excited to see what comes from those. Yeah. And uh, being excited, I think it, it starts with the vision. Um, and I'd like to ask, what's what's one of your next steps in, in your vision? And obviously you finished school, so boom. 
Oh, for like just life in general? Just, yeah. Um, then, I'm working with a startup company right now. Uh, and well, I'm actually more so working with a company called Audio Machine in running their social media stuff. And it's, it's a lot of fun because it's a really great company. If you like really great cinematic music, uh, Audio Machine is definitely the people to check out. Um, because they kind of dominate like the trailer market. So any music that you really hear in a movie trailer is probably theirs, uh, or at least a part of it. Um, so I do that right now, but I'm working also with a startup company um, very soon. I'm not fully like on the team yet. I mean, I am, but I'm not like the things kind of in the investment stage right now that they're getting money for. And that's kind of what's leading to all these other big products that'll be coming out on my channel soon. Cause they're kind of a production company built for the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's kind of, I guess, the next step. I think the greater vision is just to be performing more, especially in scripted content, whether yeah. it exists on the internet or TV or, or films, you know, just trying to, to, to do more of that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'd like to begin sort of dissecting, like, your mindsets and like kind of sure. your creative method and like sort of, sort of getting your advice for people. That, Should I put like little, like black little newspaper cap on and just. <laughs> I, creative method. I'll ask about that <laughs> later, but um, do you have any advice for people starting to create YouTube videos? Um, just do it. Just do it. As everyone knows the meme, the Shia meme, uh, it's, People make excuses a lot. Uh, people say like, I can't do it. I don't have the resources. I don't have this. And it's like, that's that's complete bull crap because you, most people have a phone. You yeah. can record videos on that. Like, and, and good videos. You can record nice quality content now with the, the phones that exist. And like, even you, like you're using Google Hangout right now, streaming it live. You don't even have to edit. You know, it's, it's there's no excuse excuse not to just do it. Now, the biggest advice is to make sure you're doing something you actually love and you're not doing it for YouTube fame because I don't believe YouTube fame actually exists in in the way it does. Yeah. Uh, because I think those that are truly successful on YouTube are smart people that can, um, you know, work many facets and, you know, they know that they don't make money just from YouTube. They make money by building their brand on YouTube and then ex like branching that brand out to other people. So you also have to keep in mind that when you start, you're probably not even gonna break 100 views on your videos, yeah. which is fine. But that's also 100 people watching your video. Like if you get 300 views, somebody once said it's like that's the size of a jumbo jet or two watching your videos. That's a lot of people. Now you might not be able to like see all those people or meet all those people. Those people might not all comment on your video, but that's still people watching. Yeah. So it's it's trying to figure out your measure of success and then being satisfied with that because you'll probably do, be doing that for years. Yeah, you know, getting very little to no views, and eventually you'll learn more about the the technical stuff and all that stuff. So you can you start growing and start working more. But you know, if you want to get a nice camera, start saving for it. But in the meantime, start doing it yeah. or at the very least write just start writing if you want to do scripted or even if you want to do like social experiment stuff that i am doing which i think is actually a dying format um 
so you might not want to hop in on that. Uh, do once in a while, that's fine. But uh, start just developing ideas and making them really, really good. So when you do have that opportunity to start, you have it done. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's that's probably the biggest thing that I would advice is just to just start there's no excuse somebody told me that they felt like they were an artist without any paint or a canvas or a paintbrush and i'm like you're just you're so just overly dramatic about that like there's you don't need any of that you don't need any of that yeah <laughs> you just need this you just need your phone and then hit the record button and do whatever you want and then entertain yourself because you're gonna have to, because you you for the short time being, you have to love what you're doing. Like you, like for example, you you have a great way because at the end of the day, if if you get a certain amount of views, it doesn't really matter that much because you get to sit down and talk to people, which I love to do. I love to just sit down yeah. and talk to people, and so you just happen to be recording it and sharing it with others. So it's, you're killing two birds with one stone, which is great, but at the end of the day, you didn't waste your time. You right. created something, right. or at least you, you built a relationship or you you know got advice or listened to what other people are saying. Not that my advice would be any, any particularly better than anybody else's, but you know, there's, there's, you know, you gotta take everything with a grain of salt, but you gotta love what you're doing to justify the drive to do it. Totally. What do you think makes a YouTube content producer great? And I will say you are a great YouTube content producer. So. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, I would probably argue with you on certain days and make argue with you on others. But, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, his, he lost his bone. My, my dog. He's a crazy dog. Um, what makes a YouTube content producer great? Uh... I mean, I don't know how to answer that question because there's so many options because yeah. you know, a DIY content producer might be great at this, but I think what makes a YouTube content producer great to work with is, is someone that's friendly and remains down to earth and remembers that they created something off of nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I mean, I think that might be, might be an odd thing, but uh, it's... Yeah, I mean, people take it one or two ways. They become like crazy egos where it's like, I made something out of nothing. But also like you made something out of nothing. Like it's, you built an entire career off of a platform that didn't exist 10 years ago, which is phenomenal. But you have to remember that you're still building that. And you have to, your career is going to be like a roller coaster because, and be nice to everybody and, and, uh, a writer, Ron Fernandez, gave me um, the advice. It's it's a roller coaster. Be nice to everybody on the way up because you're going to need them on the way down. And it's going to go up and down, up and down throughout your entire career. But if you treat people right the entire way, when you're at your lowest, they'll help you bring you back up. Yeah. And I think that this is what a lot of people are missing. Um, and that's why I think a lot of creative content producers fizzle out. Uh, and then also just building relationships. I think that's the hardest part is meeting people and other creators and other people uh, because even the best people, I think, can fizzle out when they aren't active in the community of YouTube. Yeah. <clears throat> totally. And now it's time for that question about your creative method. What's your creative method? 
do you have one? I, I kind of think you do because you get these ideas and I'm like, whoa, okay. Throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Um, I, I don't know if I have a formal creative method and I think the creative That's method okay. probably fluctuates. And I know when I'm excited about something, I have to ride that wave and just keep on going because if I lose interest in the project, I, I might not pick it up again for another year or two, which happens a lot. Uh, where I'm like, oh, this is a great idea, this is a great idea, this is a great idea, and then I'm like, mm, no, maybe it's not. And I have other ideas I could do, and I, I put that on the shelf for later. Uh, but when I do find something, I try to make it happen in that short window that I have it. Yeah. Uh, and then I surround myself with people that are just as excited about the project, and so when my energy starts to dwindle, then my energy will pick me back up. So I think that that might be a method just to get something done, um, to develop the ideas, that's a really tough thing. I listen a lot. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things. And I watch and I, I see what I do that makes others laugh that I still enjoy doing. And then figure out if there's anything I can play with that. I mean, you could walk down the street and, you know, see someone, you know, drinking coffee and go, that's interesting. I could do something with that. As, as dumb as it sounds, and then you slowly, like, one after another. I mean, it, it, it could be anything from, like, you could be walking from the latest Marvel movie and then see someone drinking coffee and then go, because you're just having that, that kind of influence oh, yeah. from the film, and go, how great would it be to get everybody to order their coffee drinks and their superhero disguises? Like, Bruce Wayne goes up and, uh, can, I get a, can I get a hot chocolate for um and then just like have them walk away and then they're like okay sure and they write batman and then when they call the drink they have the superhero costume guy rip it off and then grab the drink and leave like i mean it, it, anything like that <laughs> be like so it's it's listening and then knowing that no idea you think of is stupid because it could always spawn a new idea later there's a million ideas that i have in my um not a million but the 400 some ideas that i know like that back half that list is all absolute crap but I can read it again down the line and then reinterpret it as something else and then develop it into a better idea. So write it down. No idea you, you think of is stupid. Um, and then some ideas would be more useful than others in the meantime. But you can always build off of things in the future. Boom. Totally. Awesome. So coolest project you've gotten to work on? And I know you got to do stuff with Fat19. You got to do the Make Me Laugh Challenge. and then Yeah, that was a ton of fun. I drove all the way out to St. Louis to, to make a video with them. Uh, but the coolest, I, that would be up there, just because I think that was the first real collaborative project I ever worked on. Maybe that's not true. I might be lying there. Because uh, I might have worked with Wheezy Waiter on one earlier, oh, yeah. uh, which was the coffee shop musical eavesdrop video, which I thought was pretty fun too. That was funny. I got an entire coffee shop for a day and found somebody that was crazy enough to let us shoot it there um, and invade everyone's personal privacy. Love that. Uh, that was a fun one too. But the coolest one, um, I'm going to say I the coolest project might still be to come. I think I'm in the midst of it right now, the coolest yeah. project I've worked on, to be honest. Uh, but I think what led to that was shooting a film in Montana where I was basically an extra. I, th I don't think I had any written lines, just improvised lines. 
in this movie for like two scenes and I was flown out to Montana for a day to help a professor's film. So a professor was the director and the guy that made the film. The cinematographer, his name uh, was Nathan uh, Gregory. Everyone called him T-Bone. And I met him on that project. And that was about three years ago. I think that was my sophomore year of college. And from that, that little itty bitty relationship, somehow I impressed him enough in that room with him. Mm -hmm. I think that's just because I was just being friendly with him. Uh, that it slowly spilt over to an opportunity, to another opportunity, to another opportunity, where eventually when I moved out here, I met with him, because he's from Chicago too. Uh, met with him early on, and then you know this startup company is his, and the two projects, the big ones that we're working on are um, with him. And so I think that that would probably be the most exciting project because of what it led to yeah. three down the line. Totally. Man, YouTube, like, heck yes. And then all the other miscellaneous stuff. I know you're a part of that film. Um, that's all cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's the best part about YouTube is that it's the meeting ground for all the mediums now. Uh, and it's slowly becoming that more and more. Um, especially with YouTube Red, they're embracing it a little bit more head on. But it's it's that common ground that film, TV all have. And I think a lot of people are scared of it. Uh <laughs> especially in the bigger end industry because it's it's a new media and it's so widely accepted now that everyone has to kind of start competing on that too but uh, it's definitely it's definitely exciting totally uh, so what do you think you'd be doing with your time if you didn't make YouTube videos <laughs> nothing <laughs> I, nothing uh, I'd probably be sitting over there with my dog. That's fair. That's fair. The only difference, or talking to you more often. Um, maybe I think I, I might write a lot more. Maybe you'd have like a writer's position, like you'd have taken that track. Sure. Yeah. Maybe a more traditional media track, because I think I would love to. <laughs> that's interesting, because I've been, I've been doing like freelance video work for years. Yeah like yeah. eight years now or something like that. And I was doing that all before I had YouTube stuff. And that's kind of why I got into YouTube so easily because I knew the ins and outs of camera stuff yeah. in front and behind. I guess it would be the other hand motion. But uh, I would probably still be just doing freelance video work and um, craving attention. That's probably be it. I'd be doing what I'm doing now, except not in front of the camera and craving the position in front of the camera. It's fair. More than anything else, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. That's I know that's a hard question, but that's yeah, good. Yeah, it's a hard that's question. Good. It is though. Uh, it's basically like if you made a drastic mistake early in life, <laughs> what would you have done? Or because like, <laughs> I didn't make it now, and that's how I got into this position. Uh, it could be a millionaire by now. Alas. Boom. Uh, do you have any morning or weekly routines? Morning or weekly routines. Um, I think now with my dog, it's kind of just shook up everything. So now I wake up with my dog. I take him out right away. And then I feed him when we come back in. Then he goes and just lays in the bathroom with me as I take a shower. And then we go to the dog park. Boom. Or at least an hour. I think this kind of broke it up today because we would be at the dog park right now. But uh, yeah, I think that was probably it. 
It's fair. Oh, it's Bandit, right. coming over to say hi? Come here. Come here, come here. Come say hi to Dimitri. <laughs> you're the cutest little fella. Oh, yes. Say hello. <laughs> All right. So that was your dog a part of the Pet Ma'am Desperate video. Oh, yeah. That's my dog. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, no, I didn't borrow some stranger's dog. This is mine. This is Mr. Bandit to Cordy. Oh, thank you, Mr. Bandit. Boom. And it, what a day. Yeah. Boom. I'd like to ask another question. Um, if you were to meet any other YouTuber, uh, who would it be? Has it already happened? I would say Phil DeFranco because he owes me a hundred bucks. <laughs> Phil DeFranco. Philip DeFranco. I I actually have never seen any of his videos, but I will check him out. He's great. He's really good, especially for you know weekly or every day like daily news and stuff yeah. like that. He gives you kind of like little bite size segments of it and really opens it to conversation and negotiation while sharing his opinion, but also yeah. telling you the situation kind of flatly. Totally. Yeah. Boom. I, I, we're actually on to like the last question. Sweet. Thank God it's almost over. I was just thinking, oh, it's Mike's dawn. <laughs> yeah, I know you're joking. Uh, but I'd like to ask the last question. What advice would you give to someone that wants to pursue something new? Again, I, I mean, similar to what I said before, just do it. Don't let people tell you you can't do it because uh, they will constantly. And if they do, just build that mentality and the way to and learn how to say, uh, screw you, that's not true. Because um, I think that's one of the biggest things is people, there's a lot of, you can really shoot for the fences and you'd be surprised on how big you can actually go in life and what you can do on little to nothing. Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to making content, because that does have an inherent cost, but there's there's things that you can do that are totally free. Most of the videos I make are, the only reason I pay my camera ops is because I feel like I have to, but for the most part, early on, they were all volunteer. I would typically buy them food. So I made I made my entire thing off of little to nothing as well. And so I think yeah. it's don't make excuses and just do it. Yeah. I love that. Blake, thank you. Thank you so much. You are awesome. I, I, I mean, I know we did the airband prank video, but like in the yeah. future, like I'd love to do something else with you. You are the man. I know you're, you're busy and you're doing some cool stuff, but well, I mean, um, I, I've got time. You got time, but yeah, we could you're, still, you're, you're still doing some pretty big things. Um, yeah, we're, we're excited about what's to come, and a lot of that will probably happen in April. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that. It'll be yeah, totally. And if you're listening, be sure to subscribe on Blake's YouTube channel. Yeah, YouTube. Google, I'm desperate. I'll be the first thing that comes up. It's easy to find me that way. <laughs> Yep. I, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned to a lot of my friends uh, that you are the kiss me, I'm desperate guy. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. Well. <laughs> and they're like, what yeah. is that? <laughs> what is that? Why should I care? <laughs> yeah, but it's okay, though. I get that a lot, too, with everything. You are, yeah, you are the man. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. You are a man, too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, stay tuned for more interviewing influencers episodes blake is awesome 
Um, so I hope you enjoyed this. There's definitely more on the way. So stay tuned and peace and blessings. For more information about interviewing influencers, be sure to hit up interviewinginfluencers.org. If you want to find more information about Blake, visit his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Blake Grigsby, G-R-I-G-S-B-Y. He's awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode once again. Have a great week.